Welcome to Love Punch, challenging thought leaders to turn their mission into a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to take bold action and create massive impact through a powerful process that I call CPR, courage, persistence, and resilience to go after what you really fucking want. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So gear up, get ready, and let's make shit happen. Hello, everyone. I'm continuing our month of real as fuck conversations with my soul sister, Vanessa Petronelli. Now, Vanessa and I go back many lifetimes. And yes, I said lifetimes. We have a connection that is galactic and weird at times, as well as deep, loving, and super supportive. I think one of the most awesome things about our friendship is that we both don't quite remember how we first met. We've been in a mastermind together, taken our own sisterhood retreat together, but there's this mystery around how we first met. And I often joke about it being taken, having taken place on another planet, um, <laughs> but that's a semi-joke because I kind of actually believe this is true. <laughs> Vanessa is a channeler and guide for global leaders, changemakers, and influencers. She's been coaching for well over a decade and is one of the most powerful coaches I know. Through quantum coaching, channeling evenings, transformational retreat experiences, keynote speaking, workshops, and online group programs, Vanessa combines her intuitive business acumen, spiritual wisdom, and healing methods into grounded strategic results based transformations for her clients and students, all through learning to embody the power of their soul and higher consciousness. Now, over the past year, I've seen Vanessa go through a radical evolution, both personally and professionally. And so much of that evolution has taken a great amount of courage for her to own. So needless to say, I am very excited to have you here today. Vanessa, welcome. Thank you, Ruby. What a beautiful introduction. I'm smiling ear to ear if you could see me <laughs> sitting here listening to you and taking all of that in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a joy to be here. <laughs> so awesome. You're and it's welcome. true. I don't remember. I don't remember when we when we met. It's like the strangest thing to me. And I love that you're able to courageously say we've known each other for lifetimes and probably met at some point. <laughs> I mean, and, isn't it weird? Like we usually remember when we meet people, but I just have no fucking clue when we first connected or how that happened. I can't so either. it's got it's gotta have been like another planet. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. That's so much more cool. <laughs> Um, so Vanessa, you've just experienced a massively transformational year. Uh, 2017 was huge for you in terms of letting go and trusting flow. Mm. So I would love to know more about, and I'm sure the listeners would too. What was it that you let go of? Oh gosh. What was it that I didn't let go of? <laughs> you know, it was- that's really what it feels like. And, and, and even coming into 2018, I feel like I'm, I'm still wrapping some of that up. You know, the letting go process is just part of our, I believe, my evolution and just leaders, our evolution to stepping into greater sovereignty, greater alignment, 
um, and just getting to that next level. I mean, in order, we talk about upgrades, we talk about leveling up. Well, every time we are about to go to that next level of our success and our leadership and our mission and our businesses, it requires that we relentlessly surrender and let go of the things that can, just cannot be carried into that next evolution of who we are. And last year was a tremendous year of that. Um, and it, it was surprising to see and be in the experience of how much I had to let go of because I really did believe that a lot of the things I was doing was aligned and could carry me to the next level. So being in the process of letting go of how I was running my business up until June, letting go of pretty much almost all of the clients that I was working with, um, you know, stepping into this channeling piece and really declaring that publicly was probably mm -hmm. one of the most scariest things I've ever had to do because I've had a reputation as a master level coach, as an intuitive, mm -hmm. um, but channeling really is something that's, it's quite new. And when you say it to people, they don't really understand what that means. And then there's just, right. So let's, let's just cut into there and say, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You channel galactic beings, otherwise <laughs> referred to as aliens. <laughs> now I know that this work in itself was like a huge coming out process for you, right? It was like coming out of the closet and being telling the world, oh yeah, so I do this thing where I channel galactic beings, you might know them as aliens. <laughs> now it's something, but from what I know, it's something that you are connected to your entire life, but you've just really started to own it and openly share it within this past year. So how would you describe that work to the people who aren't aware of it or even the non-believers? Yeah, absolutely. And, and listen, when you hear it initially, it, it does sound very out there. It can sound very strange. I own that, you know, and, and part of doing this work is I really do pride myself on also being really grounded and human in it. So, you know, everything is energy. Um, we are made up of energy and we have experiences in, in, in subtle energetic realms. So you can call this, you know, your connection to spirit or to the universe, to the flow of life, to God, to the goddess, wh whatever resonates for you. And, um, you know, for many years I did channel. So it was pretty open. I was open about that in my work. You know, when people would come and coach with mm -hmm. me, I would say, Hey, you know, I'm going to be channeling through my higher self, which is, you know, to me, my soul, the highest version mm -hmm. of who I am, a more divine and spiritual connection to also work with us in these strategic plans and the things that we're building in your life and your business. But the galactic piece um, has been very different process for me. And yes, I've had a connection to, um, you know, this more cosmic type, you know, expression of myself my entire life. But it didn't actually present itself in the way that it did until the last year. And really what it is, is it's, it's connecting. You don't even have to call it galactic energy. I connect to a part of my, my higher self, my oversoul, which also is connected to other higher levels of intelligence and part of my rituals um, and getting into my leadership daily is creating the space and the ability to have the energetic um, alignment to be able to connect and bring this wisdom through 
and, right. and channel it through. Now we all channel. And so this is something I want to just sort of clear up for people. Um, painters, when they're painting or channeling through their inspiration onto a canvas, when you're coaching and you're in the flow and you're in a certain level or state, you are channeling to your clients. Um, entrepreneurs, when they're in the zone, are channeling a sync, you know, mm-hmm. so the list can go on and on and on. And we all channel in a variety of ways. This type of channeling, also known as trance channeling, and how it's been moving through me, basically puts me in a somewhat of an altered state. And um, this wisdom, this guidance, the messages flow through me. And it's as if my particular personality is pushed to the back of my my body or my mind. And this this being or this energy is coming through me and is expressing itself through my, my, my body. And the more I've done this, what's very interesting about it is it actually starts to feel like it's becoming more integrated in me and it is more of me. So it doesn't feel like there's this discombobulated fragment of, oh, there's this alien being channeling through Vanessa. It's more like, no, it's starting to feel like it's all becoming um, an integrated part of myself and right and and much more I guess fluid in that way as opposed to it being kind of choppy or clunky or messy so right uh, is that does that bring some clarity around what this particular particularly is and how it shows up for me I mean Vanessa let's be honest like there are going to be people who are listening to this who are like oh yeah that totally totally makes sense and then there's gonna be people who are like what the fuck oh totally <laughs> and I, say, but, I get it I totally get it I really right. do yeah and that's what I love about you right is like it, you know there are people whose opinions are polarizing and there are people whose actions their services their offers are polarizing because there's only a certain grouping or number of people that would that it would appeal to. And so for you, you're very unique in what you offer, but you also really own that. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. And Thank you. I know that this evolution of you rising into this part of you wasn't easy. So what were some of the fears or other bullshit that came up for you as you were going through this personal and professional evolution? Yeah. I mean, it's a great question. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things is those people who are the, what the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, like this type of work creates much greater polarity, right? Polarity in people's responses and reactions to this work. There are going to be the people who are like, oh yeah, this is awesome. I want experience. And there's people who, you know, are very much like, this is so strange. I don't know. This woman must be on another planet literally. And what the fuck is she talking about? And um, I felt like before my work, it was much safer for me as a channel, as an intuitive, um, in hiding strictly behind this title of being an intuitive success coach. And, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but, but when I was being presented with this opportunity to step powerfully into more of myself, um, it brought up all kinds of fears. I felt literally like I was coming out of the spiritual closet like I did Many years ago, when my when my spiritual gifts, my clairvoyance, my clairaudience, my clairsentience, the intuitive pieces, the energy healing came out, you know, it was very sudden for me. It, it, it's been dormant in me since I was a child. And it was very startling when that happened. And so this felt like another extension of that many mm-hmm. years later. And I mean, I was afraid that people would think I was weird, that people wouldn't buy from me, that, um, you know, now my opportunity for me to really 
get in front of, you know, more of even more of the influential people that I'm, I'm, I know I'm here to serve are going to think that this is, this is quackery, you know, all that. So, I mean, I had all <laughs> kinds of fears coming up. I was actually most afraid of telling my parents though, to be perfectly honest right. with you. Um, that scared me the most because it took them many years to really accept the fact that I was a coach and that I hadn't taken a more traditional path. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of this releasing and this um, deeper level of acceptance and um, just looking at the fears and saying, well, if I'm being called to step into this, there's a reason for that. And I always remind myself of this. To be a great leader, the leaders who we still talk about today who have passed many generations ago, in their time, they were called quacks and crazy. Mm-hmm. There were plenty of skeptics and people who said, well, these people are bullshit. And yeah. now, how many years later do we look back and say, wow, these people were truly leaders and ahead of their time. And right. look at the revolution they've created, not just in their lifetime, but the like many decades and centuries later, you know, that they still have um, impact in our, our, our lives and in our society. So I also remind myself of that a lot. Like if I'm not creating polarity, oftentimes I'm not really stepping into my true self because polarity is actually a really good thing in leadership. It doesn't mean that you inauthentically polarize and piss people off and make people feel that you're weird. It's like, it's got to come from a really authentic place of like owning who you are and knowing that in that full ownership, whatever that may be, whether it's a channeling piece or not, you know, you're going to rock the boat and you're going to create resistance in others and opposition in others because it's going to challenge their belief systems. Right. So in saying that leaders out there who are not rocking the boat, Mm-hmm. They're, not, They're not really leading, are they? Well, I'd ask them to question whether or not what they are truly representing, the ideas, the causes, their vision. Is there something in the way of that that's causing them to not maybe step even more powerfully into their leadership, into their vision, into their mission? I mean, I still think we can be leaders without rocking the boat, but I'm talking about really changing the world, you know, um, Mm -hmm. from my perspective, you know, because I think there are great leaders who are not maybe their, their edge is not to polarize, you know, in, in society or, or anything like that, but maybe they're there to lead an organization, but I think that right. what we're really in need of now is innovation. And, and mm-hmm. I think that every leader who identifies as a leader needs to ask myself, am I fully stepping into who I'm here to be and who yeah. I'm here to show up as? Like, am I, am I really showing up with full force, even when I know that there's fear that's present? Yes. And that's a great question for our listeners to ask themselves right now. You know, take a moment right now to ask yourself, am I really showing up? Even that question alone, am I really showing up? Am I showing up in my unique voice, with my unique energy, with my unique opinions? Because that is what the world needs, right? We don't need more of the same. We need to hear your unique voice. And I know, Vanessa, if you'll agree with me or not with this, but 
you know, through working with other business coaches when I was first starting out, everyone talks about this, your USP, you know, what's your unique selling proposition? And they talk about this in all different industries, not just in coaching. And we start to go a little crazy, like, oh, what is unique about me? And what I've come to realize now is that what's unique about us is the truth that we have been bypassing. It's the truth that we've been pushing down for fear of being misunderstood or judged for who we truly are. It's the truth that we hide by speaking other people's truths. So in that being said, really what we need to do more of is unleash our own voice, unleash our own opinions, unleash our our truth and what is what feels true for us. Because in doing that, it's going to be polarizing because you're going to have people who agree or who don't. And, you know, it's like what you were saying about how all the the greatest leaders were at one point seen as crazy, like Albert Einstein. Come mm-hmm. on. He was seen as like completely fucking off his rocker. And now what? You know? Yeah. So it's it's this fear that people have of being polarizing. And I, I feel like in this past year, you've just done such an amazing job at embracing that because, because of this um, evolution of you stepping into who you're here to be, which is super powerful, right? And and you talk a lot about trust in that. You know, tr- you talk a lot about trust. Um, it's such a huge part of what you teach. Um, so trusting yourself, trusting the journey, um, whether it's through spiritual work, galactic channeling, or aligning your business with your soul, you seem to talk about trust as the underlying message. So why do you feel it's so important for leaders to trust more? Mm. First of all, I just want to thank you for saying all that and just being seen in that way by you really means a lot. Um, you know, we're sometimes like fish in our own bowl and we can't always see those things. So having somebody reflect it back just really means a lot. Yeah. I mean, trust is everything on this path because when you are going first and you're innovating and you're creating things that maybe haven't been done or said before, or people haven't seen it from that perspective, you know, you're going to be challenged by other people. You know, you're going to be Mm. challenged by other people's opinions. You're going to be told by people, you know, who may be working for you or you've hired that this isn't the path, that that's the path, that this is the way and it's not the way and you should do this and not do this. And it's very easy to be swayed because I believe as human beings, we naturally want to be liked and loved. And at the Mm. heart and soul of our very existence, we are tribal. We want to be accepted by others. So as leaders, it's scary because as we're putting one foot in front of the other and as we are, you know, embarking on our own self-made path at times, you know, it's requiring us to do things, say things and be a certain way that may not be in accordance to other people's views of us Mm -hmm. or expectations. And when you start to give into the doubt, that little voice, you know, the inner critic, those gremlins inside of you that are like, well, maybe, you know, that, that, that ping of truth, that thing that I know in my entire gut and my intuition and my body that feels right. Well, I presented that idea and now I'm kind of getting some backlash. Maybe it means it's the wrong thing. And it's like not necessarily true. So your truth is your truth. And when it comes Mm -hmm. to knowing and embodying leadership, your truth and trusting, listening and 
acting upon that is your inner compass. And the minute you start to devalue that or let it depreciate because you are giving into societal standards or other people's views or opinions of you or what you're up to, you start to crumble and erode that connection to your truth. And then it becomes harder to trust. Mm. And, and I think we also have this kind of idea that, oh, well, I've listened to that voice before and I've trusted it and I've acted upon it and it didn't yield me the result. Well, that doesn't mean that you don't continue to listen, refine and act upon that that voice, your truth, and trust that. It means that sometimes when we trust things, they don't always go our way either. Right, right. You know, it's like that resilience, you know, and yeah. persistence. Keep going at it. And shit's not always going to work out, even when we feel as though we're trusting our intuition or trusting our higher self. And I know that there are listeners right now probably thinking to the, themselves, like, but I have been trusting myself and it's not working out. And I love what you said about like having just keep doing it, keep doing it because it doesn't always work out. You know, we don't live in this perfect world where everything goes exactly as planned. There are so many other factors that play in and influence and impact our lives, right? We can't control anything outside of us. So, you know, I always say, and I know, Vanessa, you've heard me say this, is like, just throw the fucking spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks and then keep doing that over and over and over again. And that's even a way for you to start building up the trust. But there are a lot of people out there, you know, I mean, let's talk about social media for one example. You know, you say you're this you know, purpose-driven entrepreneur and you're like, oh my God, you have this huge epiphany. You decide to pour your heart and soul into this beautifully written post. Like you really take your time writing it. You find the perfect picture for it. And then you like kind of hesitate at pressing enter because you're like, ooh, this might, this might be too much, but I'm going to press enter anyways. And then, you know, you stay glued to your fucking phone looking for the likes and the comments and like two hours go by and nothing. Crickets. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I've been there. Me too. I, like, I, I still experience this to this day. People don't get it. Like this still happens to me today. But it's developing that like who gives a fuck mentality because you're putting it out there. And that takes trust and that takes courage. And also trusting that eventually the right people are going to see it. And so what do you have to say about that because I know that's something you've also experienced and we've talked about this (laughs) before the fucking it was the best post ever and I got five likes what the fuck (laughs) I swear it's always the post that you never think anybody's gonna care about that you get the most likes (laughs) right anyways all kidding aside you know seriously trust is is like a muscle you've got to build it it doesn't just happen one time you know, or it's, it's like a spontaneous occurrence. Like we have to trust ourselves. And so, you know, even when it comes to social media and all that, first and foremost, you never know who's watching. You never know Mm -hmm. who's watching just because somebody is not validating something you've put out there. Doesn't mean that they're not watching or considering or being inspired by you. And that's the honest, that's the honest to God truth. And I think that the more that we become attached to being validated, let's say if we're using the example of social media, you know, we put something out there, whether it's, you know, an offer to the world, or we're sharing a really deep and vulnerable part of ourselves, you know, we cannot have the expectation that we're going to get something out of it. You know, 
trusting yourself means, you know, I'm going to press that send button. I'm going to press that enter button and reveal this to the world. And whether it's one person that sees it or a billion people that see it, it doesn't matter. It's I've listened to this part of myself and have trusted it and, and acted upon it. And I'm going to let it fall where it needs to right now. And it takes mm. so much more pressure off, you know, of there being any sort of type of result around that because mm-hmm. you're not in control of that. And you honestly do not know, especially when it comes to social media and your like email campaigns and your, your website, you have no idea who's visiting, who's watching, who's seeing you and maybe following you to see how consistent and integrity you are in your posts in what you do until you, you end up developing a tribe or community of people that are like, wow, like I, I've followed you for this particular amount of time. And I see so much inspiration and wisdom and consistency. And, you know, I really trust what you have to say. Maybe it's 10 months after they started following you. Now they purchased from you or now they contact right. you and they're like, Hey, let's do business together. Or I want to connect with you and put you on an interview or a podcast or whatever it might be. Like, you just don't know. So part of trust is also trusting that life has a bigger plan and purpose for you. And it's our job to get out of the way and let life do what it needs to. Our only job is to listen and act upon the guidance that we're receiving in our bodies, in our hearts, in our, our souls, and to follow that. And then you're going to see that life is going to meet you halfway. Whereas I find too many of us are maybe trusting and then we have this like expectation that's got to be a certain way unfold a certain way or we're like oh my god nobody validated me first of all validations don't always pay the bills guys so right you know, like yes amen you know so let's let's not put too much um on top of social media being like your bread and butter and if that is the case and you need to really detach from that because it's not always the case at all for people and yeah your job is to just listen to the to the guidance that you're receiving as a leader and create from that space and 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 allow life to let those pieces land where they may mm-hmm. make sense yeah. yeah so don't be married to the outcome yeah yeah don't be married to the outcome because yeah. I mean yeah we're all results driven we want to know that what we're creating is going to bring a tangible result you know for ourselves and for clients and customers all of that and you know, sometimes bigger and better things can happen the more we detach from the result. You know, when you show up, you do the work, you take action, and you're listening to that guidance, you know, we're, we're just not in control like we think we are a lot. And I think that's a big piece in terms of leadership, like to really have the trust that life knows what it's doing, that it can, that it has, if it had a foresight or a sight or a perspective, it could see you could see things from a bird's eye pers- bird's eye perspective versus you in just your limited perspective as as just as a human being. It's not a bad thing, but we can't see the bigger picture all the time, you know. And so we definitely we get in the way of opportunities and really amazing things coming our way when we do that. At least I've seen that happen with myself. The more out of the way I become, the better things flow into my life with a lot more ease and a lot more joy than you know, me really pushing through stuff to make it happen. Totally. And I understand that. But there are probably a lot of listeners listening that don't get it. So 
to everyone listening, could you provide them with actual tips on how to create more trust in their personal and professional lives and, and how to listen for that? Because you talk a lot about listening for that, the guidance. You know, what if our listeners are, are sitting there <laughs> listening to this <laughs> saying, well, I don't, I haven't heard anything. I'm, I'm trying to trust, but I don't hear anything. So could you provide them with tips on how to create more trust and how to recognize what that trust looks like in their life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I always think it is really important to do the cognitive work around understanding what your relationship to trust is like. You know, I think mm-hmm. most humans, one of the most important um, inner, most important inner workings that we can do is really reevaluating and understanding the, our relationship to trust and what that, what that is and what it looks like and where it may have been, you know, severed or damaged and, and really track throughout this entire lifetime where trust in trusting yourself and trusting others, it's, it's helped you and where it's hindered you because you're going to get some mm. really good data from that, you know, like, when, when we say it's hard to trust, a lot of people don't understand why it's hard to trust. And then we start to go back in their lifetime and they're like, oh yeah, that time that my father left or I, I, I went out with that girl or that guy and they cheated on me or, you know, this happened where I you know, was supposed to get this opportunity that was taken away from me. Like trust gets severed so many times. And for me as a spiritual being, having this human experience, one of the most important things that I had to evaluate was not just my relationship to trust within other people and people like human beings, but also reevaluating my trust in myself. Like where have I been given that guidance and not acted upon it and betrayed myself? Like where am I betraying my own trust? And then the final piece always comes down to my relationship to trust through through God, through source, through life, through the universe, through, through spirit, you know, cause that is a huge anchor. If we don't tr- trust that there is something even bigger than our own self and of humanity, it, it can become very um, discouraging at times to rebuild trust because we've got to go back to the source and there's the conscious work. And then there's more of the listening work, which is, once you have that data, you know, I always recommend getting some support. I think that that's helpful if you're not able to work through it, hire a coach, go to therapy, you know, do the work, so to speak, because it's only going to benefit your leadership and your success and fulfillment in life. Mm-hmm. And if you're already doing that, then make sure that you build routines in and rituals in daily where you give yourself the time and space to have silence and stillness and connection with yourself because when we're so busy doing and we're constantly active messages can be coming through our bodies. We can be literally getting guidance and not even recognize it because we're too busy focusing on things outside of us. So the biggest, the biggest thing for me is like develop that meditation practice, develop a prayer practice, develop a time. If that, none of that speaks to you, just develop a time where you can just Sit with yourself without any distractions, without your phone, your computer, your to-do list, your planners, your staff, your team, whatever it is, and just hunker down and learn how to be in stillness with yourself, in silence with yourself. And you're going to find that the more you are deliberately intending and, and commanding, like, help me to learn how to trust, 
you know, life or universe, God, source, higher self, I mean, whatever it speaks to whoever's listening, when you start to make commands and, and affirm that you are ready to listen and you're ready to remove the pieces and parts of you that are not trusting and that are not really getting the clarity and the connection to learning how to trust and what it, it feels like and looks like to you, when you start to do this practice daily and consistently, it's inevitable. We, we get what we ask for. We're very powerful beings mm-hmm. like that. But if you're not creating that time and you haven't done the work around it, then it's going to be very, you're going to constantly be wandering and walking through life. Like, why, do, why don't I have intuition? Why can't I listen and trust myself? Why, why am I constantly creating and attracting relationships in my life where people betray my trust or deceive me in some way, right. you know? Um, so the first step for those people would really be to learn to sit in silence, right? To create the space to sit in silence. That's really important. And um, one thing I also want to offer our listeners is, you know, Vanessa shared meditation, prayer, you know, sometimes just sitting in silence and giving yourself that space. Like, and and for some people, you know, there are days when I'm too anxious to sit in silence. You know, I, I have, um, I've shared on a former podcast that I have anxiety disorder. So there's certain mornings where I actually am too anxious to sit in a meditation. So what works for me is going on a run, but not putting anything on my headphones, wearing my headphones so I can tune out the world, but going on a run to clear my mind, to be in silence within my head. So find a way to be with yourself, whatever that looks like, because it looks different for everyone and do more of that. So, you know, like Vanessa says, like trust is this muscle. So you have to sit with it. You have to practice it. You have to do this daily in order to build more trust, which then will lead into you hearing or feeling or seeing your intuition and being able to trust that. But again, like none of that comes without throwing the spaghetti on the wall or actually putting it into action and trying things out, test driving things because you've got to build that muscle in order to really experience the full potential of Mm -hmm. trust. So that's great. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Now um, at the end of the episode, yes, we've reached the end. I can't believe that went by so fast. Um, But at the end of every episode, I offer my listeners a love punch, which is a a short, bold and punchy affirmation that lovingly kicks their ass into gear. So today, Vanessa, it is your turn. What is your love punch for today? Yeah, this is great. And I actually want to stay, I think, and stick with the theme for today, you know, trust is truly your vehicle to your fulfillment and your success as a leader. It really is. It's the anchor to everything that you are desiring in your life. And if you can make that your priority to really develop much deeper trust in yourself in life, you see that it's going to return so much more to you in your business, in your mission and in your leadership. So really anchor that in. That's, that's, that's the thing I want to end with right there. It's develop that, build that muscle of trust Mm -hmm. because it will benefit you greatly. Mm. So trust is the vehicle to success and fulfillment as a leader. I love that. Um, Vanessa, thank you so much for joining me for a galactic conversation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I had to throw that in there. Um, (laughs) 
Tell our listeners how they can stalk you. Online. Yeah, you can stalk me anytime on Facebook. Um, v Petronelli is my my business page, um, or Vanessa Petronelli, my personal page. Either one is fine. I'm so active on there, so please I encourage you. You know, reach out, follow me, friend, if you would like, um, and message me if you have any other questions or anything that you want to share with me. And Instagram is my other. Um, I would say social media um, that I'm pretty active on and I'm Vanessa Petronelli at Vanessa Petronelli and you can find me there. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll have those links in the show notes as well. So to our listeners, if you want to experience more insightful conversation with me, Vanessa, and other powerful thought leaders, join us at Amplified Soul Live 2018 in Los Angeles this March. That's March 2018. The link is in the description, or you can find it on my website, www.rubyframon.com. And you can also connect with me on all social platforms at I am Ruby. Vanessa, thank you again. Thank you. It's always such a it's always just such a pleasure having conversations with you and I feel like we we never know where the conversation <laughs> is going with us. Um, I think we were rather tame on this one, but perhaps the next one, when I bring you back, it will go a little more into the weird part of oh, our friendship. Oh, I'm totally down to go into the weird. So we're just, we're just, we're just <laughs> dipping our toes in here, folks. Come back for more. <laughs> we're, just getting, we're just getting warmed up. <laughs> Um, so everyone, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Love Punch, where I'm challenging thought leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs like you to make a lasting impact. If you love this episode, share it with a friend and don't forget to hit subscribe. If you're feeling a little extra love, drop a review on iTunes and join me back here next week with a new episode of Love Punch.